0: I am Taylor Haas, this is Danny Shiree. Welcome to another episode of Penguins 24-7. We are coming to you from PPG Paints Arena where the Penguins just got a little redemption uh, in the home and home series against the Ottawa Senators. Scoreboard behind us, if you can see it. 4-1 to one Penguins. Uh, two big storylines in this game. They got two huge uh, returns from injury and Tristan Jari and Jeff PG, but Tristan Jari has to be the story in this one, just, like the number of shots. He's crazy. He didn't look like he missed
1: a beat. Uh, well, unless they change, uh, so they did take a couple of shots away from the Senators. But uh, Jari's coming away with 40 plus saves after missing several weeks. I mean, that that's just super impressive, regardless yeah. of of the time he missed. But especially because he was dealing with some sort of lower body injury that mm-hmm. you know kind of affects your movement a little bit, your mobility. But Jari was out there. He was aggressive. Yeah. It looked like he was moving around and incredibly well and I I think Sullivan even mentioned it after the game it's like you know he sometimes it looks like he's not coming up with these crazy saves just because he's he positioned himself leading up to those shots to to be able to take them in and, and be in a be squared up to those shooters, so it doesn't necessarily look like he's out there robbing guys. But he was a super sound all night.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of his his best little stretches. The Penguins had a a, a kill uh, there on penalty kill, and he he came up big a couple times there. And you like Ajari, you know, he plays the puck a lot. He was he played the puck a lot tonight. That's part of like when he was being aggressive. He did have a pretty big clear on penalty kill, but yeah, just uh great to see from him because Kate. I mean, Casey Smith came over backup sometimes, not someone you want to see. Uh, in a starters role the the term sullivan used to describe him it was maybe a week or two ago was volatile <laughs> doesn't sound too great
1: I, I i that is fair but again goaltenders in general of the nhl their performance is extremely volatile and then after you get past those you know top 30 or so or really even the top 20 or so goalies around the league it's it's like this all the time
0: yeah and then uh the other return uh jeff petrie uh kind of surprising because I Morning skate this morning, he didn't even take line rushes. He was on the power play. I know, you know, he said uh, they're going to wait to see how he responded to that, to see, you know, here's a game time decision. Obviously, coming back from that wrist injury, he's been out a couple weeks. Uh, and I mean, his biggest impact is on the power play. Uh, Ty Smith had been quarterbacking the top unit uh, while he was gone, wasn't quite the same. We, we, we talked about it in the last episode of 24-7, but just how Ty Smith wasn't getting so many shots through to the net. As Petrie does, um, I asked, asked Jake Ansel after the game what kind of impact Petrie has on the top power plays is what he said. He's okay. just got a really good shot. And, um, he's really smart and it, it, it makes a lot of plays out there. So um, it's kind of similar in, in the sense of like Tanger, the righties, and, and he's got good shots and they use him. Okay. I thought it was interesting that both Jake and Sully compared him to Chris Latang. Uh, you know, just in terms of like the minutes he can play, but then also just being able to get shots through to the net. That was that was evident in this one, I
1: thought. No doubt. And and Sullivan even said it as well. It's like he, it's just his presence out there. You could you could feel it the second he was out there on the ice. And you know, after these past several weeks of, of everybody watching a Dumoulin and Smith pairing trot out trotted out over the boards. Not that they didn't play, you know, pretty well in the overall grand scheme of things. There's just something different about seeing and Petrie out there and knowing like, okay, you, he's not Latang, but you can still trust him in all those situations. And, and even to your point on the power play, there's there's just something different about Jeff Petrie bearing down through the slot, winding up for a slap shot versus a, a wrister from Ty Smith up at the point. Yeah, not to
0: keep knocking, you know, Ty Smith, but I, I don't think we see him again uh at, at least in, unless injury another injury necessitates it so petrie you know they, they had to activate for him from long term ir they put letang on long term ir not anything to be worried about because he's already fulfilled the minimum requirements he can come off anytime but right now letang's long term ir cap relief is the only thing allowing them to keep up smith grun o'connor Friedman. so whenever letang does come back they do have to make some decisions send guys down and i mean like smith like you said he looked all right, uh, especially on the pairing with Dumoulin. It seemed like he was maybe good for Dumoulin, but, got to think Smith goes down whenever Latang does come off of the Right.
1: It's going to be tough for them to keep him up, and, you know, I, I do maybe think he, he would be maybe better served as their number six or number seven guy, but just with the way the salary cap's going to work out, I don't think it's going to be plausible without moving some money out elsewhere.
0: Yeah. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk about a couple of forwards and a little fun story for All right, we are back. Uh, the Penguins, a couple of goals from some of their top six in this game. Start off with Jake Gensel, two two goal night from him. Just just waiting to see from him and, and his line.
1: It was a, a bit of an interesting night for the first line because, especially about halfway through the game, it was like they haven't, you know, really created a whole lot tonight. It, Sidney Crosby still seems to be in a, in a little bit of a funk. And again, his funk is better than 95% of the league could even hope for their performance to be at. Uh, but it definitely seemed like they were struggling a little bit, but on the chances that they did have, Gensel ended up burying two goals on the night. He's up to 20 goals on the season. He's back at a 40-goal pace over a full season um and, and the first goal he scored especially a nice little snap of the wrist flying down in off the rush and that's something that we haven't seen a whole lot from him this season versus at least what we've been accustomed to so it was really nice to see him on there and, and get rewarded for the chances that they were able to create tonight
0: yeah sixth time he's at the the 20 goal mark in his career nice little milestone for him and then yeah the second goal is just uh you know him and him and crosby off the rush and initially i think it looked like you know crosby scored you know uh Gensel, that's what he was going for. He was going to um, set up Crosby for the redirect, but it went off a, a Senator's stick. But, yeah, just a strong, strong night from him overall. Uh, and then Jason Zucker. I feel like we talk about Jason Zucker every game. <laughs> He's giving D- us Deservedly a to. so. He's yeah. giving
1: us a reason to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm a goal from him. He's uh, want to talk about that.
1: Just yeah, like, uh, I mean, uh, aside from all the, the great things that, that Zucker does, whether it's in the defensive zone or, or – on the forecheck to allow Ricard Raquel and Evgeny Malkin to kind of flaunt their skill a little bit. The fact that Zucker is, is putting up the points that he has this season, and now he's chipped in with 13 goals at this point, it's just absolutely huge. And and he definitely wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, if, if you've ever seen him react to a goal celebration, you'll know exactly what <laughs> I'm talking about. It
0: looks more deranged with every goal he scores. I feel like every goal he scores, he gives something like jiffable, gifable, GIF-able <laughs> for the internet. But yeah, that's... How much you love scoring?
1: After the game, I asked Zucker if there's anybody in the NHL that loves scoring more than he does, and this is what he had to say. Probably. Uh, you know, it's just fun. You know, it, it, scoring goals is why you play the game. And, um, you know, winning games, winning cups, I mean, that's that's the goal, you know, out here. So, for me, you know, I know scoring goals helps win games. That means you're going to hopefully win a cup later on. So, for me, it's just been a lot of fun. But I, I got to give credit to Gino and Rax and the rest of my teammates they are the ones that helped me do this. Jason. I think that right there just goes to show how much he really means to this team and and how much he cares about winning and, and obviously he does love scoring it. But like he just wants his team to win, what, whether that means he's got to go out there and block 10 shots or whether he's got to score a couple of goals.
0: Yeah, the, the biggest energy guy on this team, I feel like if you listen to him talk, it might not come off just because he is very low key, kind of serious when he when he actually talks in interviews. but. Um, when he like just you can hear him like during practices like even when we're here and we're far away from the ice he's he's so loud he's the loudest guy in the locker rooms after they win, uh yeah just uh he means a lot to this team. Fun storyline from this game this was the first time that Pio Joseph and Matthew Joseph brothers Matthew's the older brother they played against each other at the NHL level they played each other once in the AHL they played each other eleven times in the Q so no strangers to that um should have happened in Ottawa Matthew is a healthy scratch but uh yeah in, in this game a hilarious moment in, in the third period they took high sticking minors against each other uh it it they, ca- they came together both of them took a stick to the face both of them went to the box po did admit after the game that he hit himself in the stick with, <laughs> in his face with, with his own stick so he said matthew shouldn't have gotten a penalty but he's like but it's it's pretty nice that he did because then it made it a four on four but uh, I mean, they showed his parents um, uh, on the broadcast and they're just cracking up in the stands. And then you could see them like talking, like Pio and his brother talking in the penalty box. And I, I asked him after the game, I was like, wait, what was that all about? Like was he sharpening or that? And Pio was like, no, I was letting them know that I high-sicked myself. Um,
1: it, it was super funny to watch too. Cause you saw the, you saw the both of them over there kind of near, near the wall mm-hmm. in the corner. And you're like, all right, there's, there's at least a penalty coming here. And then all of a sudden you see both the Joseph brothers, like almost parallel with each. <laughs> (laughs) other kind of getting escorted off to the box it it was just quite the sight to behold
0: yeah i mean uh i i talked to pio uh tuesday about you know just like the lead up to to this how excited he was to be playing his brother and one thing he did say is that you know and every time they play each other they they take penalties against each other so you knew it was coming um i they they do i feel like the game in wilkes-barre they both ended up in the box at the same times for for other things and like they're standing up the whole time screaming at each other um it, it's funny because Pio and Matthew, the the nicest players like in the league, and but they they're, when they're on the ice together, it's like they're massive rivals and they hate each other. Um, funniest story from their first game against each other in the QMJHL. Pio Pio told so Pio told me that his side of the story first, and he's like, "Yeah, we just got tangled up, um, you know, at, at a whistle." and Then he's like, "The Matthew got mad and just punched me in the face." <laughs> <laughs> so. I talked to Matthew after the the Senators morning skate, and I was like, all right, P.O. said you you punched him in the face in your first game against each other in the queue. And he's like, well, yeah, he was latched onto my leg. (laughs) So P.O. was holding on to Matthew, and Matthew's like, I didn't want him to get hurt. I wanted him to get off me, so I just punched him in the face. Um... But yeah, pretty cool. Uh, looking forward to the, more of these matchups uh, in the future between Pio and his brother now that Pio has become an NHL regular because, I mean, two just really fun players.
1: Right. That does it for another edition of Penguins 24-7. The Penguins will practice on Saturday at the Lemieux Complex in Cranberry. And then they're back in game action on Sunday in Newark against the Devils.